Welcome to Men Are Nuts, a podcast about mental health, psychological health, physical health, emotional health, awareness in men and society. First, it started with MAN, M-A-N, the acronym for Men Are Nuts. And we have a very special guest on the show for you today. Can you introduce yourself? My name's Steve Recky. I um, I have a couple of companies here in Qatar, and um, yeah, I, I kind of and as one of them is a podcast all about sports. Wow! So you're in Qatar. Where are What's Qatar? What's Qatar like at the moment? At, you know, weather wise, and and where is it in the world for those listeners who don't know? Weather wise is is it was I went out for a run this, um, yesterday. It was 33 degrees. Wow! Um, it was beautiful but we're 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 on lockdown we're, we're we're in quarantine at the moment not i'm in quarantine but i'm just staying out of the way i'm kind of i'm i'm not creating a problem by going outside and mixing with people i'm i'm kind of stuck in the home but i, I do go out and do a little bit of exercise just to keep myself going what's where is qatar it's it's um it's in the middle east it's um landlocked with saudi arabia um but it's a state of its own um it's it's a wonderful place from the uk you'll take it it takes you about six and a half hours seven hours to get there um it's right in the middle fantastic destination brilliant place can't say enough about it. Yeah, it is. It is, and um, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm here as well with you, and um, in a sense, and I didn't realise it was 33 yesterday because I've always I've seen bits online where you know I don't really check the weather that much temperature, but it's been 29. But I, you know, when I said wow, I was a bit shocked that it's gone up to 33 already. Um, we're in March. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. And to have that sun beating down on you virtually every every day, it does make a hell of a difference. Yeah, it does. I mean, um, I suppose that's one of the, you know, one of the reasons why, and probably one of the reasons why I left the UK in a sense, because, you know, I wanted to be somewhere where it was, where, where it was sunny. Um, and it's, and for those listeners out there, it does actually, um, and you know, Steve's right, when, when you actually look out the window every day, it actually is sunny, I'd say, you know, 90, 99% of the year. Um, so, you, let's, where are you from anyway? Where, whereabouts are you from? Oh dear, I'm from the UK. Um, yeah. I'm originally from Bristol, but I live, um, I live in a place in Bedfordshire. I live in a place called Biggleswade, or um, my family lives there. Mm-hmm. I'm in Qatar, um, but I go back on a regular basis, but it's, it's um, yeah. Yeah. That's where I live. I'm a Bristol boy. I'm oh. a Bristol City supporter. Oh, it's Bristol which... City. Bristol City. <laughs> Bristol, Bristol Rovers, and then there was Bristol City. I, I've never heard that team before. Which Bristol who? Bristol. <laughs> Ro- I, I've never heard of that team before. Just to be quite honest with you. <laughs> Bristol City. Um, yeah. So let's let's talk about um, you and and you kind of your journey to. You know, from where you were to Qatar, and, and what's that? What's that been like? Um, it's it's been a um, it's it's within life. Life is a roller coaster, right? Sometimes you've got your ups, sometimes you've got your downs, and and some people's ups and downs are totally different to the next person standing to them. Um, I came to Qatar going back nearly eleven years ago now, and it was to start up a um, 
coast protection company we thought we had loads of inquiries coming through and we thought that this was something that we wanted to get involved with uh, we came out to Qatar and realized that, that it wasn't exactly how you you thought it was going to be um, and and we fell over a couple of times um, where we we kind of we were taking advice from people and that advice was just not the right advice that they should have been given and we, we were that type of mentality that we didn't want to give in so we the first time we stayed here for 10 months um, and um, yeah we didn't we weren't successful at that time to set the business up but I set up a website called businessstartupqatar.com where I wanted, I've always been in the service industry. I've yeah. always, from the age of um, 16, I was a chef with the British forces. Right. Um, so I've always been in the industry. I've always been in the service industry. Whatever job I've ever done, it's, it's always helping others. So, um, or providing a service for others. So, um, so I just, I thought that I could do it better. And people was, when I went back there, they were all saying, you're crazy. Are you on, you're on a different planet. You've only been here for four months and you think that you can do this better. And, and I thought, well, you just need to communicate with people a little bit better and, pro- and build yourself a team with people that can do the jobs for you. Yeah. So that was my that was my um, that was my beginnings. Um, again, it was ups and downs, but it's it's like I, I've had those ups and downs everywhere. I've, I'm lucky enough that I've had, I have travelled, but it, it's um, yeah, it was a it was an experience, let's say. Yeah. So do you, you said you were in the armed forces, did you say? Yeah, I was in the armed forces. How long? Joined up when I was. How long were you there for? Oh dear me, I was. Um, I I kind of. Um, I was. I I joined up at um, below. I was just below sixteen. Right. And I I um, went to become a chef. I know that there's loads of people out there saying yes, yeah, slot jockey. Um, but, but I could do my, my job too. So I, I was, um, I could be a soldier first and then I could, I had a trade. That's what I always told myself. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I was a chef in the forces. Um, I went, I was at Aldershot first. Um, I then went to, um, I went to Northern Ireland and then I went to Cyprus and then I went back to Hereford. It was a, and, and then I get up, got out. It, it, in total, I think I, I was looking at about um, eight years that I was in for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was doing, I was doing quite well. I was doing quite well within the um, forces. Um, and but I, I just, I, I thought to myself, if I could do well in the forces, I could do well out of the forces. And I was always such a young. Um, and the biggest problem that I had was within the first two years of my my boy service. It was boy service, army apprenticeship college, yeah. and um, I got to boy RSM. And that was within two years. So I came from, I, and this was just boy soldiers and boy rank, by the way. But I, I came from um, a private to boy RSM, yeah. which was boy regiment sergeant major. And that just gives you, like, you you're constantly working and trying to improve. And and sometimes it was a very quick two years. Is, is quite a quick, um, uh, quite a quick uh, time span span, yeah. span of, of kind of. I got there quite quickly. Or I got there, I, I, I kind of, and again, people used to say, gosh, shut up, Maggie, you're not going to get anywhere like that. Forget it. And I thought, no, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And I got there. So, but you just think that that all of a sudden, you think that life is going to kind of be exactly the same. You're going to move in, move forward as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, 
but it just doesn't happen like that. So you have to take some talks, you have to take some, and you just have to keep on building, keep keep, keep building, um, and keep working at what you've done. Keep on pushing. Yeah, and you, and I notice that you you keep, I say keep, you you repeating. You just have to. You just have to. What is that? What is that about you that is just have to? What what what's made you? be this person that says I just have to do this and I have to keep you know to kind of fight those knocks in a sense I, I think that, that um, my I just I just don't there's a saying that I use there's loads of sayings that I use but you only you only fail when you stop trying um, and and it's it's one of those things that that I, I, I use in my life so much as untrue. You you only fail if you stop trying, and it's a lot more. It's it's, it's too difficult to, in my personality. It's the easier option. I always take the easier option. Now keep on going. When sometimes stopping may be the right way, but I can I can just never do it, and and I'm glad I can't do it. I'm glad that I can't do those uh, stop. I just keep on pushing. That's the only thing you you can do. Yeah. Is keep going. What? So you can, my, again, my grandmother used to look up to me and say, and I know that this is, this is not for everybody, okay? But she said, used to say to me, Stephen, laughing the whole world laughs with you, crying, you're crying your own. And I'm 53 years old, okay? So this was going back some time ago now. And she always used to say that to me. And, and unfortunately, sometimes that's, that is the case. But there are people out there that, that will help you. There are people that... that that is interested in what you're doing so um so yeah just keep on pushing just keep going just kind of and that's what i keep telling to myself i keep on i keep on believing i keep on thinking that that yeah um it's it's just a matter of time you're you're gonna you're gonna do well you're gonna do well but when you do get there you just keep on going to the trying to go to the next level i don't know whether that's a problem with me or or it's just the way i am but that's that's what i do and and i suppose I've always been in a position where your team is relying on you. No matter what I've done in my life, it's never been on my own, you know? And so I can't give in for myself or I can't give in for them. I keep on believing. I keep, I, I, I don't just let myself down. I let others too. Yeah. So from, so in that, so what happened in that gap? What's, what's made you, um, what are the, what's that journey, that kind of, I don't know what the gap it is. Maybe you say, um, is it in your twenties to now, eleven years to come in, eleven years before coming here. What what happened in that gap? Did you, have you always maintained, even now you 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 always maintain that kind of positive stance? I, I no, not at all. I, I've gone through. I've gone, and and this is why I I like. You know, they say like yourself. I like I like myself. I'm not I'm not big headed bloke. I'm not I'm not that type of person. But I what I do like is is it that. I always, I, I, I always, where have I, I've had knocks, I've had, I've had downs, I, I kind of, I remember I wanted to get into the fire brigade at one stage, and that's what I originally come out the, the, the forces for, yeah. and that was what I was going to do, I was going to, I was, I was fit, I was lean, I was, I was kind of, I was, I, was, I thought the whole world was at my feet, yeah, and then, um, <laughs> you're hungry, I wanted to get out, yeah, I was hungry. I wanted to come out. I wanted to go into the fire brigade, and I felt the fire brigade. But I was just too stubborn to look up to the army and say, "Can I come back, please?" 
and and maybe it's one of the biggest regrets. Well, I don't know. No, I don't think it's a big biggest regret. You can't have regrets. You've got to keep pushing forward. Um, but one of those that I was I was a little bit stubborn. I was young, and and I thought to myself, no, you know what? I'm going to get out because I can do it. But it wasn't easy. You were, and I, I, I don't want to say that the army institutionalises you, but you've got yourself into a way of you lead your life, and it was it was very difficult to come back out, as they used to call it then, city street, um, and to readjust um, and to try and kind of get back into the the the, um, the run of it, and and I didn't have it easy, but there again, I, I kind of I didn't, I just went through a, a really tough time. Um, and I just, I, all I did was, um, I can, I, my grandmother rung me and said, come and see me. And I was unemployed. I, I kind of, I, I, I had a family um, and they were relying on me and I was letting them down. And um, and then I went to see my, my nan called me to Bristol because I was living in Hereford at the time. Um, my nan called me to Bristol. I went to Bristol and from there on, um, she gave me a talking to. And then it's just been a case of, um, of, of pushing forward. Um, I then went from um, unemployment, um, I joined the job club, I remember back then, yeah. and we didn't have the computers either. Yeah. So I had to write all my emails, um, or all my emails, all my letters by hand. Yeah. And no matter what I did, I was going to send out 35 letters on a daily basis. So job club was giving me all the stamps and the paper and the, everything. It was wonderful back then. Um, and I wrote to 1,500 golf clubs all over the British Isles because I wanted to go into working in a golf club. So every day I used to do 35 letters, and it didn't matter unless uh, it didn't matter even if I didn't finish till two, three, four o'clock in the morning. I would take the most pleasure by taking all those 35 letters and putting them into the post box yeah, on a daily basis. I know exactly what you mean. And, and that's what I did. And I, I remember that I, I joined a, a golf club called Upper Sapi. And then from there, I, I always wanted to work in a golf club. But unfortunately, I was Mr. Oh, God, dear me. I, I, I stayed at a golf club. And because of the army, that you were moving around every two or three years. Um, you, would do, you were doing that. You found yourself doing that in normal life. So I had this wonderful job at Upper Sapi Golf Club that you would, that, that it was just unbelievable. And then somebody offered me to run a pub up in Staffordshire, and um, and again it was it was the biggest mistake, one of the biggest mistakes I ever made. But you had to make it work, and um, that's what we did. And I, I kind of so I was working with this golf club. I then went to somebody offered me this post. I thought this is going to be my next step. It was it was like um, jumping back twenty paces. I thought it was jumping forward fifty. But then I had to work that one out, and I worked that one out. Got some experience with a fifty-seater restaurant. It was, it was, um, it was, it was tough. But I had a good wife, and we had a family, um, and it was a young, a very young family. Yeah. Um, but it was, um, it was, it was, it was, it was. I won't say it was brilliant, but you look back on it, and you, they're just memories. And and the tough times are, are probably the good memories. Because you you got through those those tough tough times, and you can look back. It's easy for me to be able to say fifty three years old, and and I look back on those times with with fond memories. I did. I look at it, and, and I saw how good we were and how stronger we got. Um, so so the so that I, I, it's just been it's just been um, it's it's just been my my mentality, and and you always I always go into I always 
go into places where they've they've either just started or they've got problems or they've got issues and you have to find a solution so that's what that's what we do that's what i did yeah so so that was that part so so yeah so i I kind of um i worked in golf clubs um and which was which was great and we we there was a, a place called farrington golf club um in farrington gurney um and and I went there and, and they just had they never they just had a driving range and um, we built it from just I say we built it. there was um, obviously Pat and Peter was was the owners but they were they were great and they had some good investors um, but but we built it from um, a, a driving range all the way up to a, a, a par three um, nine hole par three course a championship course. Um, and a clubhouse that you would, it was just fantastic. And we built it from, from nothing and we just kept on moving it forward. So, um, so yeah, that was, um, that was, that was, so I've always been, it's always finding a solution for something. You, yeah. you can always find something, something appears. Yeah. So, yeah. And you're right. And, and what so, you said, what you said then about, um, a lot of millennials weren't, weren't no, were probably, probably, even probably a bit older. Won't remember, uh, won't even know what writing a letter is, and, and kind of putting it in an envelope, you know, and sealing it, putting a stamp on it, and putting it in a, an, in a post box, and that kind of pride and feeling of walking to the post box and putting it in, and hoping that something's going to come from it. Um, so you're right. And the tears, Andy. It's like the tears of just you couldn't have one mistake in those letters. You couldn't. You just it just wasn't. <laughs> You just couldn't do it. So, so when I say to two, three o'clock, and four o'clock, I, I've been there to, to be there and, and, and make a mistake, and you just got to get that last one done. I tell you, it's not, it's not easy. It's kind of, but, but the rewards are, it's, it's well worth it. It's, yeah, it's kind of the, it, definitely. Yeah. You take, never, a, you take that pride. Never in, miss out. Yeah, you take that pride in you, you, you know, and like you say, you, there's no. There's no back. There's no delete button. <laughs> there's no delete button. Once that letter's written, and if you made a mistake, you then have to go and get um, another sheet of you know another sheet of paper. So yeah, yeah def- definitely, definitely true. So um, then, what's led you to what uh, you spoke about? The, the, what you wanted to do in you know up to get into Qatar. What has yeah, say five years before that, what made you, what was it about Qatar or what was it about moving away from UK that made you do it? I, I don't, I, I think, and, and it's a good way that you're, you're asking these questions because beforehand and, and when I look back to the, those times, I used to, when I came out of the golf clubs, I, I thought that I was good at sales. I knew I was good at sales. So I went into door to door, door to door. The human commercial, um, direct marketing. It was with one of the biggest um, uh, direct sales companies in the world. It was it was incredible, and we went door to door. And I learned from a very I learned so many different um, talents and experiences from that. Um, and then and then what I did was at that stage I, I was I was doing quite well at this this um, this side of the business, and I opened a company called Solutions Four. Um, and it was it, we used to help companies there was about 150 offices within the uk and um i used to help them with their their corporate branding because it was door-to-door and we wanted to try and hire a more um 
we wanted to get university students, but who was going to do university and then go door to door? It's like their family would have been horrified. So what we tried to do was try to um, we tried to get people to think that that, um, that this was a reputable job. And I knew people that were making some serious money on this, and they were changing lives. They were bringing these people in and, and looking after them and doing all that type of stuff. So I, I used to help them with their websites, their branding, and again it was like those letters, Andy. It was like, it, and, and you were what you were doing was you were giving them a sense of ownership. So you would work on their logos, you would work on their, their then their stationery, you would work on their their um, their websites, and the euphoria that you used to see with them because they got used to get ten to fifteen percent more active because they could see their business business building. So I, I'd done all that that type of stuff. We had solutions for. Um, we had then got clients through um, our company. Used to, it, it was going better. Um, door to door was dying out with no cold calling, um, but they're still going out to this day. They're still one of the biggest in the world. Um, but I went on a different journey. I went to. Um, I, I kind of. I had um, clients that I used to help, especially with websites and search engine optimization, yeah. um, pay per click. Um, and we used to have a client called Ronnie Scotts. It was Queen's Isopole. I don't know if you've been to London, but in Queensway, there's a there's a um, there's a uh, ice rink, ice rink in bowling centre called Queensway, um, and that was my first client. And um, then they were a very good client. I was with them for about 15 years, um, working with them, looking at their marketing, looking at ways that we could do online, offline. We put online payments so that they could get tickets in place. Um, we also went to Ronnie Scotts. Um, which was another one we kind of I remember the uh, I remember that one. I, I cold calling was one of those things that you just did. And I remember in Soho one day, and I saw this place, Ronnie Scotts, and I just went in there, and there's a guy doing the ticket sales, and um, yeah. and I just said, listen, I, let me do your leaflets. Just give me a chance. Let me do your leaflets. You don't have to pay for them. I'll get them. I'll I'll, I'll pay for them. Let me just give me an opportunity and his name was Nick and Nick's probably the, he's one of the managers there now uh, incredible guy and he's doing some incredible things he's brilliant um, and what it was was um, I was just so lucky that the manager walked in and Nick said oh we've got a crazy person here um, he wants to do our leaflets for nothing and so um, that was it really they, they, he said what else do you do I said websites and they took me up to a meeting and they said, um, could you put online ticket sales in place? And I said, yeah, 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 no worries. Of course, yeah, no problems. And um, and then uh, they said, okay, you've got the job, but you've only got three weeks to do it. And it's like, I was going to no problems. And if anybody knows Ronnie Scott, so it's got some, um, some kind of, um, there's, there's the steps that go down and then you've got some uh, walls that's either side. And I sat on that wall and I, I could have cried then because I thought, how the, how the hell am I going to pull this off? Yeah. How can we do this? Yeah. Um, how, how are we going to, how are we going to pull this off? And, and again, I rung some of my friends that I was working with and we pulled it off within um, 18 months. We were taking 1.8 million online. Um, we took their website from 200, uh, 250 unique visitors on a daily basis to two and a half thousand. Um, so we took their traffic up immensely. Um, the ticket sales was was incredible. It was just a, a really good. The guy that was helping me, by the way, and he was um, he was 19 years of old, 19 years old when he came. His name is Stefan, and um, I met him on the tube station. So one night I was I was finishing 
with Ronnie Scott's, there was an event on and I was there for doing something. And everybody went for a drink afterwards. And for some reason, at the end, I don't know, these things sometimes happen where I just, I had my drinks ready and I had two drinks that people were in a round and they were buying me the drinks. And I looked up and I said, hey, listen, guys, I'm so sorry. I've got to go. And this was, I had to go from Soho to um, Leicester Square Tube. And I was 23 stone. And it was kind of crazy because I, I, I just stopped what I was doing. And I said, I've got to go. And I literally, I, I nearly died. I, I literally run all the way to um, King's Cross, not, not King's Cross, sorry, um, Leicester Square. And I was at the tube station. I, I didn't have my glasses, so I didn't know when the next train was coming. And I just said to this guy who was standing in ne- next to me, um, excuse me, can you tell me what this, what time the next train is? And he said, yeah. He said, three minutes. And I said, oh, you're not from here. Where are you from? And he went, I'm from Germany. He said, I've just gone to see... Um, was it 300? Um, he said, I've just gone to see this in the mega. And then he started talking to me and, and I never, I never miss out on an opportunity. And I said, what do you do? And he said, I'm a, a web developer. And, um, that was one of, that's still my friend. He's still my friend today, yeah. but this guy has gone from, I knew that he was the special guy. I knew that he was a special guy. Um, and I worked with him for quite a few years. Um, and I'm still friends with him now, but he's gone on to be um, just huge. He's probably one of the, he's in the top five, at least the top five, um, if not less, when it comes to fintech, um, money transfer and things. And and the biggest thing for him is he, he empowers others. He's doing a big project with um, Mozilla at the moment, which if anybody knows the internet, that's just, it's just huge. His yeah. partner, I'm not even going to tell you who his partner is, it's incredible. He's in San Francisco and the guy is making a difference. And I, I, I think, and it was just for a chance meeting. And and I suppose that's, that's what, going on to your question was, how did it, so all of these stories and all these experiences led me up to somebody sending, we, I had a, a friend, um, at the time he used to do the close protection at Ronnie Scott's, um, David, uh, Lawrence. And, um, he used to do all the close, close protection with all the artists and the Ronnie Scott's had some mega, uh, stars that went there. Yeah, yeah. And, um, we, we had an inquiry that came through from Qatar and he said, do you want to see what this is like? I was like, yeah, let's go. And, um, uh, it was just everything was going to change. Our lives were going to change, and, and that's what—that's how the journey started. And then we looked at it and went, you know what? This seems like a really good idea. Um, and so that's that's how we found ourselves in Qatar. Um, again, we made a few mistakes um, that, that a lot of people did make or do make um, because they come on in motion. They don't come on. Um, they come to a place it's like having a holiday feeling you know they're coming to Qatar it's wonderful it's beautiful it's fantastic they think but you've got to come here you've got to build your reputation it's credibility it's building up um, that um, that relationship with your local partner or or the local business and culture getting used to the culture getting used to all those things and that doesn't come overnight and I think people that people underestimate how much hard work that you've got to put into that because it's like anything the more you put in the more you get yeah so that's how we that's how we come to Qatar yeah, and that's our, our journey up to Qatar. yeah let's so let's talk about your the, the actual let's 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 go on that for the moment what did you know what to expect when you you know when you were kind of stepping off the plane you know did you do do any research about 
the culture, anything. What? Because obviously it's a different culture from the UK and 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 you know and different places. So different countries. So what was that? Did you know? Was it a struggle for you to for the first week or a year or what? In terms of your personal life rather than the work, what was that like for you? I try and blank it all out, Wendy, because it was the biggest mistake we did. No, no market research. We we threw all of what we done and, and our successes back in the UK, and we threw them so far up in the air. That I try, you know, when people say I try to black those things out, I try to black those things out, but it's 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 just it, it all adds to the tapestry of life. Yeah, it's all part and of you. It just it's all part of you. It's, it's all part. So so yeah. So so I I kind of come in here and then not having running out of funds, um, not knowing which way to turn, how to. I, I remember that I used to fall back on. Um, I, I, we didn't have any money. We we owed for our hotels rooms at some stages. We 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 had real weird real issues, and it was it, everything you were thinking that, that and the roller coaster because everybody would say yes to you. Everybody was saying yeah, we'll come into that, but but it, they didn't really mean yes. They just don't like letting people down or or saying um, negative things, so that they would always say yes. So um, it was it was just something that that you just. I, I look back on, and the only thing I can remember pulling me through at one stage was was going out to um, going out to cook for people. So all that experience I learned from when I was 16 years old, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was like I, I could just close my eyes and I could I could I could pull off a good meal or I could I could do a nice dinner party, and that's exactly what got me through. Some people gave me a chance, and I'd done some good ones, and and I just got a little bit of regular work. So it was a case of although I didn't come here to do that, it was a it was a requirement. And anybody that used to tell me to say, "Listen, just get the first job under your belt," no, 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 no. We always wanted something better. We always wanted maybe a better partner or somebody that was going to invest more. And it, we were living in fantasy world. It wasn't going to happen if you're lucky. Um, but but it was it was we had some pretty big jobs. I remember we were we were. Um, it was when Harrods was um, when Harrods was bought out by the uh, from the wealth fund or the Qataris, and. Um, Basically, we we had 24 hours to move. We were working with Q Media back. We were going to do something with Q Media, and we were going to go in and help organise and plan the opening of of Harrods um, with the new owners. Um, but that never came off. We we needed we done things all in the wrong way, and and I suppose that's that's what's given us the the, the ability to help others to to find the right solution. Some people you give them the best advice, and they still don't take it. Why? Because they're like they they, they don't want to listen. They they think they're really successful in what they were doing, but this is a different place in a different part of the world, and it's it's kind of it. You just know there's certain things that you've just got to understand, and you've got to um, that you've got to appreciate. And they don't. They don't. They think it's going to all come overnight, and it doesn't. It just doesn't. You've got to work at it. But that's what we do differently with with the things that we do with our clients now. Is that we walk them through them. It's it's we we talk about the the um, when we do co- uh, company formation for people. It's it's a question of, of kind of leading them. And and although when you first start, the company formation is everything. It's it's just everything. But I keep on saying that it's just a small fraction of the whole process because when you when that's done and it will be done, it's just it's the minor things. It's like what about the big thing now? And the big thing is to survive. The big thing is to be successful. 
and what do I do to need to do those? What do I what do I have to do? And that's what I keep on saying to clients: Look, this is a small part. Take it as a given. It's done. You're going to be set up. No problems. We can do that. But what you've got to think about is all those other things, like you said, the culture, um, doing business here. Um, it's it's you've just got to you've got to do your market research. You've got to kind of give yourself. You've got to have enough money in your pocket. Don't come here without the right funds because if you do, then you're gonna you're gonna struggle. You don't have to struggle if you if if this is something you want to do. Just take the right advice. Yeah, you've you've been here you've been here eleven years now, and you know you, at the beginning you spoke about you know how you know how wonderful the how wonderful it is. You know how have you how have you you know managed to from that kind of rough beginnings how have you managed to kind of settle in you must have seen a lot of changes here and um, we you know we you know we often see pictures see I've been here seven years so I've seen pictures here of the changes from before you've seen obviously you've been here 11 years what are some of the changes you've seen here okay let me let me put it this way I'll tell you a story before I do, I do that right and this is this is the thing okay I don't care. I've worked with Domino's. I've worked with um, sporters of the world. I've worked with big blue jeans, vintage jeans. I've dealt with some of the biggest clients from the leisure and hospitality industry. And and Domino's, we promoted 290 Domino's, I think it was, with a customer loyalty program. The, the successes that we had with that is incredible. And I mean incredible. Okay, now why I'm telling you this story is because it doesn't matter if you're a small company or a big company, okay? The hardest thing in my eyes to do is, or in my beliefs, is to grow, okay? Because that is just going so far out of your comfort zone and it, you're, you're feeling pain that you never felt before because you're going into the, the, the unknown, okay? I used to say to people, listen, when we do this promotion with you, you better find out all your weaknesses because if you don't work on your weaknesses now, I guarantee you, I'm going to find them out or this promotion is going to find them out. Now, that's the story I'm going to tell. Now, this is just with a company. Can you imagine what you've got to do? They've never stood back in coming forward guitar okay and they're always pushing and whatever they say they'll do they've not always had it right or the guitar has not always had it right but you know something they will change something in an instant and they will put it into law the very next day if something isn't working out right but if you can imagine trying to think about how you put all these the road infrastructure the extra power that you're going to need the kind of the, the facilities the support mechanisms that you're going to have to the police force all of these things that you've got to take into account when you're building so just imagine when you're building a nation just think how difficult that will be and that's what they were up against and it's they there's not always it's not always been correct it's not always been right it, there's been some things that we've all looked upon and said oh they could have done that right but the one thing I've, I, I give them credit for is they've they've got the passion they've got the heart and whatever it needs to be done they'll try and do it if if they realize sometimes that that um, that, um I don't know that they're doing something wrong They'll go out of their way. The Amir that we've we've got, um, he's incredible, um, and it's it's with him. It's like he wants everything to be right. Now that is a process that doesn't come overnight. It's a process. So when they take on the likes of the World Cup, when they take on sixty-five um, sporting events throughout the year, that's on a global basis. Yeah. It's like 
you that you must you must have no fear no fear and you're not always going to get it right Andy but that's what I see over the years is they don't always it, it's it's not when they've got something or there's an issue they try and put it right and that's the one thing and that's what I love about guitar just like with this lockdown at the moment it's like um, I won't say lockdown it's it's everybody's just looked up and said hey listen let's let's not have any contact let's work from home and let's try and beat this virus it's a global epidemic yeah. I, but I I've never I, I feel really safe here yeah. um, and with what they're doing I'm confident that, that what they're saying and what they're doing is is that is correct yeah um and again they've got these difficult things to get over but they will get over without just will get better at what they do and it's just it's just part of part of evolution yeah and they're really good at it and yeah. i i like it i yeah. do and, and and what you're saying is you know for the listeners out there what what they're actually doing is um they're doing a fantastic job with the country they you know they, like even now just you can hear the um the call for prayer coming through um which is kind of right on cue, really. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been, yeah, for them, it's been brilliant for what you know, been, they've been doing a lot. They've been working hard. They've got the World Cup, like I said, they've had so many different um, sporting projects and other projects that they're trying to get through. Um, and, you know, when I saw, I went to the, um, the, the Liverpool, the, the Club World Cup, um, just before, it was in December, it was in December, and the organisation yeah. was... The organisation of that was brilliant, um, and how they get things like you say, the, the if they if they get something wrong, or they know something's not going right, they kind of change it, um, and that was that was worked, um, that worked brilliantly. You know, it was on the day that they've organised it on the day when it's when it's um, in the World Cup. It's going to be it's going to be what is it? it's going to end on December the eighteenth. And they did it, so the final ended up on the December the 18th, the World Club Championship. And they organised it because they knew there were so many fans. Um, the infrastructure of getting the fans, 40,000 or 45,000 fans from, or 50,000 fans from one place um, to the stadium. Um, and, they, and, and everything worked logistically. Um, you know, there might have been a few hiccups in terms of getting from the tube station or whatever outside at the end but prior to that it was it worked brilliantly um so i can see exactly what you know they're trying to do in the changing the roads changing the infrastructure and and building the place to to make it um to make it you know they say they're going to put on the best world cup but i just i think it's not just about the world cup i think there's a lot more to it as well there's more um they want the, they want people to come and enjoy the place and 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 be able to work here and this is the way that I think the World Cup is, is here and done okay I'm, I'm, let's hope that it, this um, this virus goes away um, but the World Cup is done and dusted without yeah, exactly. shadow of a doubt exactly. they're prepared they've got everything in place there's there's I won't say everything in place there's still work to do but they're 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 ahead of the they're 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 ahead of the game right now Okay, and they are ahead of the game and you can only give them credit for that and what you do is, is I'm not even looking I'm looking at what's happening um, with my business especially and with me from a, a thinking perspective is that I'm looking at what's happening after the World Cup yeah what is it that's going to be what is it's going to be required what's going to be needed how can you pay how could you put in your best what can you do to enhance 
guitar. And and I think that's that's the one thing I would say with guitar right now is is it you'll be amazed on how many expats really 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 genuinely um, feel that this is their second home um, because of all the things that we've been talking about with with um, and, and yeah they're not everybody's happy but I would say the majority of people are are happy and they're it's 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 kind of that's the way that things are it's it's kind of um so i'm looking at ways that i can assist ways that our company can assist um and help people um there's so many different things that are out there right now that from a like the qfc the qatar financial center that's um it's like a free zone authority um as long as you fit the criteria with your business there's a magnificent opportunity with them um there's a magnificent opportunity with the qatar free zone authority it's like i've got companies and, and businesses that are that are coming here to expand in a um, in manufacturing in steel um steel and foundry steel and iron foundries um it's incredible what, what there is on offer here and you're right in the middle of the middle east and traveling to different countries or or having logistics uh, putting products into logistically into the MENA region or to the Far East or it's just incredible it's, it's just a, a fantastic opportunity people should more people should consider it it's it's um it's a wonderful place yeah and um yeah, I, I you know I can see that it's going to after the World Cup it's going to become a, a service industry you know more and more service industry um and more for the public and obviously they're looking into you know a lot more retail and a lot more um rental and, and owning ownership of properties um and I think like you said I'm not I think I know uh, and, I've, and I've and I applaud him for for what he's done you know um, the mayor you know he's, he's he's done a brilliant job particularly in the last couple of years with all the things that have been happening with the you know the block and all that sort of stuff he's he's um he's really you know looking out for looking out for the for, for qatar and, and and his people i think it's 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 like i say it's a fantastic opportunity to be here and 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 like you say you you've been here 11 years you've been through some changes you've you've gone through ups and downs in your life and and you'd say you're, you're settled here my wife would come out um unfortunately she's got two um huskies and four grandchildren and four children um but she will come out one of these days without a shadow of a doubt um but it's it's um yeah it's it's a nice place to live um it's a wonderful place to live um it's um yeah it's it's great and as you said the the emir and his family it's like look, look at the things that they're doing unbelievable shake a you just gotta can stop there really. education um, yes, with what she's done for education is it's going to be a legacy that's going to be so huge in, in decades to come and not just decades it's going to be there forever she's just incredible with what she's done so the, the whole family it's, it's a great place yeah it's um, a great so place what would you say to you know anybody that's um you know with your about positivity you know you've you because you, you, you sound you know you've you spoke about positive, you know, all the things that you've kind of come through and you've kind of pushed yourself and kept on going. What would you say to anybody out there that's maybe, you know, looking for a bit of inspiration in terms of positivity? I, I, I would say help somebody else. And I, I'm not being cheesy. I don't want to be cheesy. I, I, I don't want to be cheesy. I, but help somebody else. 
it's like if I ever get down, if I ever struggle, I, I just go and find somebody with a more of a bit problem than I've got. Because if I if I find that person, and I've got plenty of people that I can talk to, and, and that, that um, I, I, I always come across people that need need my assistance or or need some advice or pointing in the right direction or just letting you know they're there with a whatsapp or just ringing them um that's what you should do it's like just just there are people out there that, that are there that are just that all they need to do is understand what you're going through and i and I don't, i'm not mr positive by all means there's some stuff that just brings me to a grounding hole um but in those instances, the time that I need to focus then is when I, I feel myself in these these um, in these times where you're struggling. Then you need to realise that you you've got to accept the feeling that you're feeling, and then do something about it. And the last thing you should do is is just feel sorry for yourself. You've got to pick yourself up, and you've got to talk to somebody. I always say either go to a client that you've worked for, and that they think you're fantastic. Um, Go to those because it will give you a boost. But then all of all of a sudden, there's always somebody that's relying on you too. And yeah. look at those, look at those people, look at those people that that, that that are relying on you, and and their whole future they see in you. So you've then got to then pick yourself back up and say, hey, you know what? Some some think it's it's like you've got to do it, you've got to do it. And, and I, I suppose I am blessed, without a shadow of a doubt. I I'm blessed here because I've built myself up a a bit of a reputation when it comes to startups, when it comes to establishing people that that I I I'm, I'm, I don't change. I try not to change. I just do the things that I do, and it, it works quite well for for us. Yeah. And where can you be found? Tell us about your your podcasts and your websites and yeah. You know. Oh dear me, we 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 kind of there's there's several things that we're doing. Um, we've got um, and again, it's going to sound confusing. And yes, it's a twenty four seven work week. Um, it's it's just but we've got the company formation, so we help companies to establish um, both in the Ministry of Commerce and Industry, um, QSC. Uh, Qatar Financial Center, uh, Qatar Free Zone Authority, USA. Um, we help people uh, navigate with, with the Qatar Science Park. Um, we help people. We help local Qataris. Um, there's an ecosystem here that's incredible. Um, Everybody um, wants to start a business, and the strength of this place is, is that for every one guy that wants to start, there's four women. So every one Qatari, every all these startup events that I go to, um, you see four women, it's, it's kind of to every one man, which is, again, which is testament to what's happening here in Qatar. Yeah. Um, what else do we do? So we do startups, we do, I do mentoring sessions, um, I do I do so many different things, but we've also got our street soccer. Um, I've, I've tried to get you involved in that several times, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that seems... That seems to be going well. It's it's stuff that we we tap in and out of. Um, bit of a bad time at the moment, but we we've, we've got events that we'll do when it all starts back up again. So we do that. Um, we've got the sports podcast. The sports podcast is is for me is just it's it, it's incredible to listen to somebody's story. Um, and it, it doesn't need to be a big big. We've had some wonderful guests on there. Marion Farid, um, Amal, the ladies basketball. Um, captain and now she's a referee for men and female matches to the highest levels um there's there's so many 
Um, one of our podcasts that, that's gone out today is um, is with Duncan Goodhue, a legend, um, 1983, I think it was 83. Um, he won the, um, the, um, the Olympic gold. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember him. I remember. I was... No, it wasn't. It was 1980, sorry. Yeah, I was 13 years old. It was 1980, yeah. 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 And, and we were all cheering from and I could see we had a purple um, three-piece suite. Um, it, I, can, I can see it was yesterday. So I got to interview him. Um, so that's being launched today, the, the audio. So we do this, the podcast, which, which again, Andy, is, is these podcasts help so many people. You just don't realise how much a difference you, you make. And sometimes you can touch and feel those, but sometimes you just got to have the belief that that's what you're doing and you do without shadow of doubt. Excuse me. Afaf, the lady boxer um, that came on, she had 31,000 views um, on Facebook. Um, and it was it was just crazy and and she's a wonderful lady and she's she's kind of now she's she's in with the olympic committee which is is great <coughs> excuse me um but yeah it's 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 fantastic um what else do we do um we we just we just we help partners come in <coughs> excuse me we help partners come in and establish here we team up with people that we can provide a support mechanism so that yeah that's what we do it's it's, it's full on non-stop and um, yeah, I say I'm going to say thank you for coming on, and um, you know you've 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 definitely been an inspiration and um, you know a shining light, and you've and it is actually there is it, I've just opened the curtains and it is there is there is a light shining, I can hear a light shining on on the podcast, and I can see the light shining in through, through the window, so it's been you know been positive and 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 it's been great talking to you, you know all the yeah say all the way from Qatar, well I'm here as well, so it's um, and. And all I can do is take our hats off to, to you and take our hats off to what's happening in the country, the Emir um, and the people of Qatar and just say, you know, look forward to future, the future and, and particularly in the World Cup and things like that. And Andy, you're doing a great job with this podcast. It's like you're helping so many people. So just keep that up too. It's like we've, we've all got the ability to help somebody. Definitely. And that's sometimes all it needs to be done is just help the person standing next to you. Definitely. Thank you for coming on. And that. Good on you, Andy. Thank you so much for having me. And that was Men on Us. Speak to you soon. Bye bye.